I'm looking at uh, South Africa's housing policy being in place for almost 20 years now, and and you get a sense that uh, that policy is costly and ineffective. How so? Well, I, I think you've already pointed to it with the figures that you've given on housing delivery and the housing backlog. In other words, we began with a housing backlog of 1.5 million. It's now gone up to 2.1 million, and yet in the interim we've provided more than 2.5 million houses and something like 1.2 million service sites. So despite the delivery, the the, uh, the backlog has grown, and we can also see the growth of, of unmet housing demand in the expansion of informal settlements. We had about 300 of them in 1994, and we now have something like 2,225. So it's very clear that, that housing policy is not really succeeding in meeting need, and yet it's also very expensive. If you, if you look at the budget, its expenditure on housing has gone up faster than on any other item. So to give some figures there, whereas in 1994 we were spending $5 billion on housing and community amenities, in this current year we're spending $153 billion on the same budget item. And that's an increase of almost 3,000%. And that's a faster increase even than the one on social grants because there we, we started with expenditure on various forms of social protection mm. at around $14 billion in 1994, and that's gone up to $206 billion now, but it's an increase of 14000 by comparison with a 3,000% increase but, uh, Dr. in Jeff- uh, housing expenditure. Is it is it sustainable though for 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 government to continuously provide these houses? I'm I'm not trying to be insensitive here, uh, because you, you'll go back to 1993, 1994, and and fortunately it's still the, the the same ruling party that made this promise that we will build you houses. But did they even foresee what was coming? And do you think they need to pause perhaps now and relook the policy and say we we can't continue this way anymore? Right. Um, I think we certainly need to relook for policy. I think one of, of the factors that wasn't anticipated was that um, the fact that the, the and a free house is made available to a household that hasn't benefited from a housing subsidy before has created an incentive for households to split up so that there's always another household mm. which will be in line for the subsidy. And uh, that, I think, was not anticipated. I think probably also not anticipated was the uh, the difficulty for the state of, of arranging this effectively. Um, it's, it seems that there's been quite a lot of wastage in the way that housing funds are used. Uh, there seems also to be some element of corruption. And uh, the housing minister just the other day was complaining that you know, the contracts go to a small BEE company, which can in itself you know, slightly inflate its prices and still get the contract. And then it will simply pass on the contract to a bigger company that can do the work. So there's a sort of wrench in that process in, in both sides of it, in the initial grant of the contract and then the fact that it gets sold on, as it were. Mm. So there's that level of wastage. There's also quite often problems in the building of houses. And uh, a couple of years ago, a director general of housing put the repair bill for very poorly built RDP BNG houses at 58 billion rand, which is a huge amount of money. And it really seems that we're not getting much bang for our buck. And when you look at all the, the 
figures compiled by Statistics South Africa on expenditure on housing, it's actually also quite difficult to track where it all goes to. Mm. Um, and housing uh, beneficiaries have been saying for years that it, they could do much better if the state were to hand the same amount of money to them or part of the money to them directly. But they t- could really use it far more effectively and ensure that it wasn't wasted or that it didn't fall between the cracks in some unexplained way. Uh, we know about uh, you know poor workmanship. I mean, if you're in Durban, for instance, you'll know one big company that keeps getting uh, these houses even when they build you know substandard houses but the the the, where are these houses you know who 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 creates the demand for these houses is it do you find this uh, in in urban areas so urbanization then becomes the problem or do you also find it in rural areas and is is uh, government building enough houses in rural areas as opposed to trying to uh, to create employment for people who are migrating to urban uh, urban cities yeah, I think part of the difficulty is that South Africa is a rapidly urbanizing society, which is not a bad thing in itself because it's much easier to provide good education, for example, in an urban setting than in a rural one where the, the children are often so dispersed. Um, and the, we now have urbanization running at about 65%, plus we have quite a lot of provincial migration where people are leaving the Eastern Cape for the Western Cape, for example, or are moving into Gauteng because this is seen as a, as a bigger potential source of jobs and income, which is obviously what people most need. And I'm not sure that, that the government has really been realistic about that either. It may tend to prefer to, to build houses in more rural towns and the hope that people will then stay there, mm. whereas in fact people are voting with their feet and coming to the cities, and that's one of the reasons why the informal settlements are growing.